We discuss Logan Couture's injury, what that means for the center position, plus what other battles I'm watching for this training camp. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen, proudly a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be in every day, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts or you can subscribe on YouTube as well. And today we're going to be talking about Logan Couture's injury, um, what that means for the center positions and who is potentially I uh, could see maybe maybe making the roster now, maybe kind of looking at, at where that puts these sharks going forward. Uh, we're going to talk about the winger spots that are kind of up for grabs and where I, I think that kind of may land. And then look at the defensive pairings and what we saw, at least from the first day of training camp. So um, plenty of good stuff. Before we get into Couture's injury, uh, how long we're expected to have the captain around and who might see some more playing time. I do need to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. So make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So, Longator uh, showing up at training camp today said he's weak to weak with a lower body injury that he sustained uh, during uh, off season workouts. Um, so I know everybody, all the beat writers had that Shane Curtis. I think Marissa was the one who, who tweeted out that he got hurt during off season workouts. Um, maybe this is an Eric Carlson. Uh, if you're a longtime fan of the show, uh, Kyle and I always theorize Eric Carlson hurt his groin. Uh, and then nine months later, they have their first child. Eric Lungator got married this summer. No, um, he probably actually did hurt it during training camp. So, um, We'll see with Couture. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the Couture news and what this kind of means for the Sharks. And I think with Couture, you have you have to be very, very careful with this, especially with we don't know what it is. Um, you know, it could be anything from we don't know if it's a soft tissue, whatever it is. But um, the beginning of the season, as we know, we've discussed with, with the Sharks is it's brutal. Right. And not having Couture is going to be bad because Couture is one of your what two three where i mean hurdle i would put number one is your best forward then it's Couture, bear banoff declare in some order um and right so the sharks are going to probably lose all these games anyway you might as well just make sure logan Couture is healthy um because we know that he's had some issues with prolonged nagging injuries right you i know he played every game last season uh but if you remember in the the weird covid uh bubble season you know i think he hurt his back about midway through he tried to gut it out through the rest of the season but he just wasn't the same player about 
midway through the season. Um, you know, he, he's had some other issues with injuries before. So um, not good with, with showing up to camp with an injury. Um, and they, every, every player always says, no matter what the sport, I'm going to try to make it to the, you know, the opening day, opening night, whatever first game, um, just be smart about it. Right. Will you rather not have couture for the beginning of the year when you have a lot of veterans uh, around and then you'd rather have him couture being on the team at the end of the season when you're going to have more, probably more younger players playing, having him healthy to help these younger guys is the way to go. So that easily transitions into the center position. And this was probably going to be more of a originally supposed to be more of a conversation about the three C, uh, but is now a conversation about both the two and the three C. Um, so, you know, hurdle, first line center um, couture who's supposed to be the second line center. You have to prepare as if I would prepare as if couture is not going to be there. And then if couture is there, you can kind of just bump everyone down a slot, you know, or pull someone out of the lineup if you need to. But um, you, the, the winner, if there can be any winners at this is, is Thomas Bordolo, right? And Bordolo played today with, and again, don't get over not super crazy about the lines and stuff, but Borlo did play with Duclair and Barabanov and Hoffman and Zadina. And those are realistic lines, right? Um, you know, I kind of was penciling in a potential Duclair. You could easily see a Duclair hurdle or Duclair Couture Barabanov line. Having Bordolo slide into there as plain as your two C and then potentially Grandland Sturm as your three and your four is the best way to let Bordolo get into some action and protect him. You know, you're putting him with good players in Duclair and Barabanov. Um, and then you're not, you know, you're not kind of making him have to try to, um, you know, run a line, right? He's not the guy who has to kind of be, be the, be the dude on that line. Barabanov and Duclair are both capable NHLers who can very good NHLers, I would say, um, who can kind of do the work on that line and let Bordolo kind of ease into it a little bit. So um, we shall see what happens with there. But um, another potential is Granlin, right? And I know Granlin, there's there's kind of the stink on Granlin with the way his season ended with the Penguins, where he was abysmal, right? And if before he was traded to the Sharks, there was talk of him being a potential cap casualty as a buyout because he was that bad with the penguins and yes he was terrible with the penguins um but like Mikel granlin also two years ago was like a 60 point player playing on the nashville predators and um i think every player acts different to trades we've talked about this before um you know look at a guy like zetterlin you know zetterlin going from a you know, potential, you know, dark horse cup team in the New Jersey devils uh, to one of the worst teams in the NHL and just was bad with the sharks. And, you know, everybody kind of goes through being traded a little bit different. Um, as a quick reminder, when Granlin got traded the first time way back in the day from the wild to the Preds, he kind of did the same thing where he only scored five points in 16 games. Um, and then he had some pretty nice seasons for Nashville as he got kind of more acclimated for them. And again, like I said, 21-22 uh, was a 64-point player with 53 assists. Um, I think Granlin as a centerman, if you put Granlin as a centerman and surround him with some potential uh, shooters, 
you might have yourself a nice little line there again, just not having Granlin have to kind of do the work to kind of, you know, to, don't ask Granlin to do what Granlin doesn't do. And Granlin just doesn't shoot right now. Um, so, but putting him with a guy like Zadina potentially, or whoever you want to put him with, I think there's a potential there. Or if you want to play Granlin on the, again, putting Granlin on as your two C um, and then having him as with Duclair, who we know can shoot the puck. Uh, Barabanov, who can do a little bit of everything. Like, I think that's not, it's not as good as Couture, but you can at least squint and look at it and be like, okay, I can kind of see what you're doing here. So um, interesting though, what if I think Bordelow is kind of the big piece for this, right? If, if Bordelow plays, you can kind of have Granlin Sturm as your three, four potentially. And that's not a bad, like, bad bottom pairing to uh, centers, right? Um, I think Grand can provide some offense. Sturm, we know, is a good defender and also can ch chip in some offense as well, uh, as we saw last season. Um, but if you want to go more of a veteran heavy, you could go Grand as your 2C, Sturm as your 3C, and then you have Ryan Carpenter, uh, who the Sharks uh, signed this offseason. is probably going to be, like again, that Andrew Agazina role. And if you want him to play your 4C until... Couture gets back and then you can ship him back to the Barracuda. If you feel like Bordelow is maybe not ready for extended NHL time as is the center. So um, I'm hoping if we don't see Couture, um, give Bordelow a shot, right? These, these games are going to be tough, but you're in a, if you put him as your two C, I think you can kind of protect him a little bit by giving him good offensive zone starts. You're going to have plenty. You're going to have quality wingers that you can, the, uh, you know, surround him with um that way he doesn't have to drive the line and you can kind of keep your third and fourth lines together without having to kind of push people up into other spots not that uh, i don't think grandland or can play the 2c i think he could you know play it in a pinch um and then stern we know last year was that the 3c and did a great good job with it so um it just Losing Couture really hurts your your center death because again he is probably your second best third best forward depending on you know uh, how you want to rank him but um, so we'll see don't rush Couture back it's more important to have him in the middle of the end of the season when you start to have some of these younger players uh, that way they can play with a guy like Couture who can kind of do some work and and let these guys kind of ease in and not have to carry the load on the line so. Um, before we continue, we look at some of these winger positions and look at some of these uh, very, very early kind of lines. Again, don't overreact too much. Uh, do need to take a quick break uh, and talk to you guys about our good friends over at Bird Dogs. And if you're like me and you just need a pair of shorts that have you covered for all occasions, that's where Bird Dogs come in. They're a stretch khakis uh, shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a more sculpted look. Um, they're way better than like your regular shorts that are made of strict co uh, like cotton. Um, they have nice stretch in, in them. So like you feel like they're comfortable and they fit with you. Um, Anti-stink wet wicking fabric. So they keep you cool and dry all day. And the built-in underwear. Not going to lie. Very skeptical about the built-in underwear. Um, amazing helps keep things cool, dry. You don't have bunching up, which sometimes you get, especially in the hot, hot summer. Um, and bird dogs, I can wear them anywhere, right? Soccer, Saturday morning, running Costco, you're running target. You maybe are at the brewery later on. You're cooking outside, whatever you're doing. Um, bird dogs are going to make you look good while you're doing it. So 
going to make it super easy for you right now. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL. Enter the promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout and get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, so the wing spots. And again, we don't really have much for so with the Sharks, right? They have three groups, group A, group B, and group C. And as we get deeper into training camp, guys will be shifted where you'll kind of see groups A and B are usually kind of more like the NHL guys. And maybe group C will be more of the like Barracuda guys and things will get shifted around, but you can kind of see a little bit of stuff, at least what David Quinn's thinking very early on. Uh, and our good friend Shang uh, has some of the lines early. So like I mentioned earlier, we had Duclair Barabanov playing on a line with Hurdle and Bordalo kind of rotating as the centers. And then Zadina and Hoffman playing on a line together. Um, I don't know if this is your top two lines or maybe lined one and three, um, but easily makings of top nine line, top, you know, kind of top lines right there. Um, that was at least for, for, you know, the group a part of the group a scrimmage. Um, we'd also kind of saw Ali, you know, at least like, that Barabanov to Claire line feels like a, you know, you can, you just can kind of see that it's something we've kind of been circling beginning of the summer. Um, and then having, it'll be interesting with Hoffman, right? If he's getting a potential look at the top six there, uh, what that might do for a guy like Eklund. Uh, but I think looking at how some of these lines at least break down uh, to begin with, it's going to be interesting with, 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 with those wingers, right? And if, at least at the beginning of the camp right now, if Hoffman's going to be given a potential top six role, um, I think that hurts a guy like William Eklund's chances to make the team because I think Eklund needs to be put in a top six role. Uh, it's just, right, Eklund is a top six type of player. Um, having him play on your third kind of checking line, defensive line, I just, I'm not sure if that's the best use of his development. So, um, again, Try not to overread it, but at least looking at the tops, you know, the top nine wingers, right? You know, Duclair is going to be a lock, right? You know, uh, Barabanov is going to be a lock. Those guys are playing online together. And then it's kind of a big mix of who kind of pops, right? Um, some potential guys, like we said, Hoffman, um, Zadina, Eklund, um, maybe Luke Cunning. I think Cunning maybe was kind of probably playing down a little bit more um, today as well. Um, but you also have Jacob Peterson going to be in the mix. I think he was more in the group. If I remember, he was in the group C today. Um, but I, I'm, it's very intriguing with giving, I think maybe it's just a benefit of the doubt right now, giving some of these veteran guys a look in the top six, like a Mike Hoffman. Um, but I, once we get into the preseason games, which we have our first preseason game on Sunday, I can't believe it's already preseason. Um, if Eklund's great, are, are we going to see the younger guys get a real, a real shot up front? So, um, you know, like looking at the groups, right? Um, group C, which was like the Nico Sturm group. So that was... Nico Sturm, Couture was supposed to be in there, but um, like Eklund's in there, Grandlin's in there. Um, 
and maybe it's a Granlin Eklund. If Granlin's going to be your three, your potential two C, getting him some, you know, used to to Eklund, that could be again probably reading too much into it. But I think with their with these top six guys, you know, like I said, I think Duclair's uh, Duclair and Barabanov are your only locks, and then it's it's, it's going to be a big battle between your Sedinas, your Cunnins, your Zetterlins. Um, your Eklund's like there's going to be a big battle for some of these spots here and who gets moved from group A to group B or group C. Uh, and will be intriguing, especially with KOTOR out and maybe if David Quinn's trying to get some of these spots, uh, you know, at least get some early chemistry in camp. Um, again, try not to overreact too much to some of these, but um, didn't really see where Eklund was playing with or who he was playing with today because uh, I think a lot of the beat writers were covering, you know, trying to get interviews with, you know, Couture, which of course is the big news, Greer, David Quinn, all those guys having their availability. Didn't really get to see or hear where Eklund, who Eklund was playing with, I think is more importantly that. So that, cause that's right. We want William Eklund to make the team coming out of camp. So, um, and then in the bottom six, right. Who are going to be these last guys? Uh, you know, Giovanni Smith, um, you have Kevin LeBanc, who's, always in one coach's doghouse um you know luke cunning oscar lindblom is gonna be fighting for a job um there, there's a a lot of guys kind of fighting for jobs here and if any of the young guys can take a spot you know daniel gushin or tristan robbins um i know robbins is probably more of a center but i mean if or same thing with with borla right if probably more of us, I know they like playing center more, but if it's, would you rather play center in the AHL or play a wing on the NHL? I think they're going to take the NHL uh, every day. So um, it'd be very interesting where these guys go. But I do like the Duclair Barabanov line, especially if Couture is potentially the center long term with them. Um, and it's just interesting that Hoffman Zadina is that going to be your third line? But why would you play him with Hurdle? Or is that your potential first line of uh, Hoffman, Hurdle, uh, Zid, you know, Zadina? So, uh, which would be good for Zina having Zadina there. I um, would rather have Hoffman maybe a little bit further down the lineup. Um, so, and declared Discord today, and they're there. But um, so, before we get to the defensemen. And kind of look at early look at the pairings there, which guys um, are going to be really fighting for these last couple spots. Uh, do want to thank you guys, of course, for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Again, proudly a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. We'll, we'll recap what happened um, in the Sharks' first preseason game. Uh, definitely overreact to the lines there and which players played, which players didn't, who looked good. Um, and then we're going to, of course, next week, we'll have our stock up, stock down. Maybe after the first couple uh, preseason games, we'll talk about some of the prospects this year and where they're going to be playing and kind of what to look for. Just kind of a nice re reminder of who's playing where and, and what the prospects is. This is going to be a probably a bad season for the Sharks, but we'll keep an eye on, on the prospects like we do here at Lockdown Sharks. Uh, so make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And of course, uh, you can subscribe on YouTube as well. All right, so the defensive pairings. So, uh, again, Shang with uh, on it. Um, so here, at least for Group A and Group B, some of the defensive pairings. So you had Kanijov-Benning. We know Benning, 
lock to make the roster. Uh, Shimmick McDonald, both those guys fighting for uh, a job there. And then Furlog at Cagnoni, uh, both those guys are also, you know, those those guys are here just to kind of get some experience. We both know that they're going to be going back to their uh, respective junior teams. But um, the Khadijah Benning, very, just a little interesting uh, out of the gate there, especially with Khadijah, who's go who is fighting for an NHL job um, this, this season. So on one of the other groups, Ferraro Gavanke, interesting there. Again, Ferraro lock to make the team. Uh, and Gavanke, who's got a lot of offensive upside, which is something most of these other NHL caliber um, goal or defensemen just do not have. Sorry, guys, but Gavanke has put up a lot of uh put up good production in the ahl and can run a power play so um looks like they're at least going to give him a, a fair shot playing with ferraro i think that's a, a fine fine i would love to see that pairing right there um then you have kyle burrows playing with oh i practice i practice a hochek um the uh defenseman there um Again, I think uh, seeing Hochiak, how he is coming back from injury, um, pretty, you know, I like that pairing too. Uh, a little bit more rough and tumble there. And then Chichek Larock. Um, Chichek probably going to be in the the Barracuda. And Larock, who's fighting, you know, wants to be a Barracuda, wants to play a professional um, this season. I think, you know, let's see what Larock does in a preseason game here and how he can kind of maybe if he handles himself and looks like a, a professional already. So um, I I like these. I can't really argue with any of these. Don't have the group C. Again, we didn't really get too much with the group group C. So hopefully tomorrow we'll get a little bit more eyes on the group C and over the weekend, a little bit more eyes on the group C. But um, it's interesting that we're seeing a lot of guys, you know, paired with, you know, Ferraro paired with, uh, you know, uh, Gavanke who's fighting for an NHL job, right? Um, seeing, you know, Kinejov paired with a Benning. Kinejov who's fighting for an NHL job. Maybe it's just to try to see how these guys look with these different partners and then, you know, see if they kind of pop a little bit. But, um, you know, going into this, right, it's everyone talks about like, well, this guy should play, this guy should play, you know, Henry Thrun. We even talk about Thrun and Vlasic who, you know, in group C, um, like all these guys should play, but I mean, you, you have six spots, right? Um, you can't just have 10 defensemen on your roster, right? You have six guys who play and usually one who's a healthy scratch. That's going to be sitting, um, in the press box most nights. And if you're the sharks, um, having young guys like a Knizhov or a Thrun be your seventh defenseman is not, it's not the best. Yes. You get to go be in the NHL, but you're not playing right. And the best way to get better is to play. So um, I think a guy like Shimmick or McDonald is like a perfect seventh defenseman. Um, they're professionals. They've been around the league long enough. If you need them, if they can, you need them to sit for a couple of weeks while everyone is healthy and plays, or if they need to come in in a spot, like fine. Right. None of these guys are going to, sorry. Sorry, Shimmick fans. Um, none of these guys are long-term. Both these guys are in the last year of their deal. None of these guys are long-term candidates for the Sharks. Um, like, who who cares if they're not playing, right? And they can come in in a pinch if you're on a long, long road trip, 
um, can't recall anybody. You, you need them to come in and play. They can come in and do an adequate job. Um, but again, so just looking at the numbers, right? Vlasic, lock, right? That salary says he is a lock. Um, and he played, if you don't look at his, if you don't look at his contract, he played okay last year, right? He was perfectly fine, just overpaid, but he was, he was fine defensively. So he's a lock, right? Mario Ferraro, lock, right? Especially with this, he's the second highest paid defenseman on the team. Jan Ruda, haven't even mentioned yet. Um, potential, but I still think he's he's probably he's still one of your six best defensemen. So we're at three. Matt Benning, lock, right? You added him last year. He was good for you. Uh, Kyle Burroughs, you just brought in this year. That's that's five. We have five kind of four locks. And then I'm most likely in Jan Ruder, right? Um, who's again like you? You're, you have one spot that you have to try to fill with either Knizhov, McDonald, Shimmick, uh, Thrun are, are your your main guys right there. And that doesn't even say like Mukmadulin or you know Chichek or Gavanke. Like it, it's it's going to be. Tough, I think, for some of these young guys to kind of make that jump, especially when it, you look at a guy like Henry Thrun, who's still waivers eligible, like waivers exempt, like he can go play in the Barracuda this year without a problem. Um, I, yeah, I'm just, I, I don't think any of these guys are going to. I think it's gonna be tough for some of these guys to make the team right out of camp. And I mean, the Sharks are probably gonna they're gonna have to pare down one of these defensemen anyway. So you know, a McDonald or Shimmick or whoever doesn't make it is gonna have to go through waivers to go play in the Barracuda or be potential trade bait. Maybe if a team loses a defenseman in training camp and they don't feel great about their, you know, sixth defenseman. Uh, sixth or seventh defenseman, they want a little bit more insurance. Then you can maybe, maybe look at you know trading a, a Shimmick or some you know a Shimmick or Ruda or McDonald because their contracts are okay-ish. Uh, you know Shimmick in the last year of his deal, two point two five million, and Jan Ruda, who I know just showed up here uh, last, you know, he's got two years left at two point seven five, and then McDonald, who's making vet men basically. Um, for one year, if you're trying to kind of maybe potentially add some insurance, but again, that's a lot of, if this happens and this happens and this happens, then you might be able to trade, uh, one of these guys. So I just, I think we're going to see some of the young guys start the NH start the, the year. Um, so I think Kanijov though, Kanijov playing with Benny is a good sign for Kanijov again, not waivers exempt and would have to pass through waivers to go play, um, with the Barracuda this, this season. And I think, um, Kanijov, I know he's been coming back from some injuries and hasn't kind of gotten all the way back. Um, but if, if you put him on waivers, I would, would be worried that someone would try to grab him. So I think as of right now, we'll see how's the, the rest of, Training camp goes, but I think he's your favorite potentially. Uh, I think he's your favorite to be be the the sixth defenseman, at least roster spot wise. Um, and then, so if I had to again, weird pairings right now, but we'll we'll go with um, Budge. We'll go Benning, uh, Benning Kanijov, right? 
Um, we'll go Burroughs, Vlasic, um, Ferraro. Who am I missing here? Um, Ferraro Ruda, I guess, would be your your pairings potentially. Uh, with Shimmick as your seventh defenseman and then McDonald, I think you can probably slide if if you send him to waivers and somebody claims them, then oh well. So at least that's how we're gonna handicap it very, very early in this process. So um, but that's gonna be it for today. We're here, we're at training camp. Sunday, we have our first preseason game against the Golden Knights. Uh, so definitely, like I said, we'll be back on Monday for a full overreaction to that game. I'm uh, going to record right after the game um, and drop it right in your feeds right away. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, um, you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, you can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter and threads at my fry hole. And until Monday, bye, friends.